Welcome to the Rocking Life podcast, Rocking Life After Divorce. And today I have Juan and Olga visiting. How are you guys doing today? Good, thank you. Good, good, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And uh, you know, I haven't known you guys that long. We got to know each other through a, a Bible study about a year ago. Yep, yeah. a year ago. I was invited by my friend and then uh, I went over to... Uh, Olga's Cafe, yes. and I get to know you, <laughs> Yes, and uh, I, I asked you guys, could I interview you guys and speak to you guys about your marriage, because I saw that you guys were so loving towards each other, and I've so, uh, seen you guys interact with your kids, it's just a, a feeling when I'm around you guys that you have a very loving relationship. Yeah, you should have seen us 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> We're two blocks of ice now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mom, she always was laughing about that. Yeah. Like it was, when he was leaving, if he was visiting me and he was, le- he was leaving, I was by my window saying bye, 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 bye. And then bye, 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 love you, bye. Like that. Yeah. And my mom was just joking about that all the time. Yeah. 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 So I know that's uh, like in, in uh, southern uh South America, you have a little bit of a more like Italian, maybe a little bit. Uh, what do you call that? Like uh, I don't know, a little bit intensity yeah. and passion and passion. Yeah, yeah, but I I think we have been uh, over the top. Even even my friends would give me a hard time because yeah. yeah, we we have been we we have expressed our feelings openly ever since we have been you know. Boyfriend and girlfriend. So. Yeah. Because yeah. I interviewed you for the podcast uh, about a month ago, a little over. And uh, you just said that, you know, about the when it comes to feelings and stuff. And the reason why I want to interview you guys, because I'm trying to help people that are going through divorce or have gone through divorce. And a lot of times it's friction. And a lot of times you end up in a very difficult spot with a lot of loneliness, depression, and people get stuck in that, and I just want to bring hope. I want to be a catalyst, like a light for people in this darkness, and uh, try to help them out and start taking steps towards become, you know, getting this life in order again, and and uh, see this hope where you can actually have an awesome rest of your life. But to start taking steps, and uh, I'm interviewing people that have gone through divorce, but also married people that have an awesome relationship to bring hope to people because many people are going to get remarried mm. and and what are the keys to have an awesome relationship a lot of times these broken relationships uh, they might have grown up in a very dysfunctional family so they don't have any role models so this can be a, like a role model for for other people so that's that's a little bit about why I want to interview you guys yeah and that's interesting because you know I think we don't have good role models. I, I come from a broken uh, family. My my parents got divorced when I was seven. Wow! And and her parents, they stayed married, but their marriage was very difficult. Difficult yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. My father was all the time traveling or going away from mom or doing different things, and so it wasn't it wasn't good for for her. Yeah. 
So what have you guys learned about marriage? Is it just, does it just happen like that? Or did you have to work to, to make it into an awesome relationship? I think we have been working hard. Yeah? Right? Yeah. Tell I me. Think it's not, I think it's not easy, but you need to be, you need to be intentional yeah. every day when you wake up and you, you are you know that you love the person that is with you and you need to be very specific in show the person that you really love it yeah. or love him, my case. So I see some people that, and here I see people that like, hey, hey, what's up? Good. And I was like, what? No. Hey, I don't know, honey, sweetie, baby, whatever. Yeah. We have all kinds of expressions. Yeah. But if you are... If you are speaking with your husband or you are speaking with your wife, you should be different. Yeah. Always. Oh, that's good. Yeah, always. Because yeah. that person is special, is unique. Yeah. Probably is the most important person for you in the world. Wow. So that's, I think, it's a, it's a, when I say hard work, because sometimes we don't want it. Or we are tired, or we just came from work and we don't want to hear anyone like me. I just want to silence, you know, my house. But you need to, all the time thinking about that. Yeah. You know, what about if, to, one of the things that I think is like, what about if I wake up tomorrow and he's not anymore alive? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that is so true. It's so, like, I like the word intentional. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And it's, um, it's a journey that has a lot of different seasons, right? Yeah. And each season has its, its different uh, challenges. Yeah. And so, but, but I think that, you know, in my case, at least, I was the first of my friends to get married. And I got married at 24. And, and in Colombia, that's really, really young. I mean, people don't marry at all in Colombia yeah. nowadays. But um, they usually get married in their 30s. So getting married in, in the 20s, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. But I really appreciate that because, you know, we, we started together. You know, she was still in school. And and that was How old just. Were you? Uh, I was twenty four. She was twenty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or she. That's what she says. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. And so so we so we started together, and I and I think that's that's a good foundation. And I know we're talking about probably people that we're talking about maybe people getting remarried, and then you you don't have the opportunity to do that. And but I think regardless of the point where you start the relationship, I think it's. It's important to start with a clean canvas yeah. with that person because then everything that you build and that you achieve is part of that story. That's good. And and I think it, it makes everything stronger. I, I don't have anything that I have not experienced or built without her. Yeah. I like that, what you said about canvas, to have that painting together. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I yes. love that. Yeah. So... So I mean we were young but but I think that's one one important thing to to start with to I guess to make your best effort to start with yes a white canvas start fresh start 
building things together. Yeah. I think a lot of people that are listening, you know, there, there'll be many types of people that are listening, but they've they've gone through a traumatic thing. And I think one of the most important things, like I went through divorce five years ago, and initially I started dating, and I know that I dated for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. I, I dated because I was lonely. Then I, I haven't dated for two years, and uh, I just needed to just find myself. And uh, because it said, like, if I'm broken, I'm going to predict brokenness and i'm going to attract brokenness you know if i if i'm whole if i'm whole you know worked out my issues then i'm going to attract wholeness and i think that's very very important and also that you have a spiritual life uh, that you have god in your life you you trust in that so and i know that you're both believers and uh, that you have that as a common theme in your marriage but a lot of people are christian they mm-hmm. yeah, they have divorces but um I really love that about painting the canvas together. Mm, yeah. But how have you guys dealt with strife in the past? You know, if you've gone through a period in life where it was a lot of stress, a lot of difficulties, maybe sickness, how have you dealt with that? You spoke about God, yeah. and I think that's the main, the principal part of our marriage. Yeah. Because during like during our time together, I haven't seen him great God doing great things like miracles, like yeah. thing like you say, oh my gosh, he really did this. Yeah. So, I think that prayer is very important also. So, and probably and when I speak with people about marriage, sometimes they like. But things are impossible. I mean, we are so different or whatever. Or now that I'm working with uh, ladies that are younger than me, they have this, they are, the kids are still little. And, and we have conversations about how different we are and how they probably will love that their husbands will be different in one day and another, whatever it is. But uh, that's one of the things. Like We sometimes get married and we don't have any relationship with other people, like marriage or boyfriend or girlfriend behind, let's say, like something serious, you know. But we bring things from our house. And those are things that we need to bring together. And now since we start, you know, together in the marriage. And that's something that we won't be able to change. Never, because that's his past yeah. with his family, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that's... I won't be able to change anything, like how is his father or her mo- or his mother. I won't be able to change. Uh. So we need to be realistic, you know, in those things. Some things that he is in that way because of his dad or her mom, whatever. And I won't be able to change it. I won't. But God, for sure, he would be able to do it. Uh. So that's that's the main thing, to understand that you have a marriage, but you really need like a superpower of god yeah. to keep you know doing it every Absolutely. time yeah yeah i i think that we didn't start our marriage as christians and so when we committed our life to jesus that really created a positive impact because the first the first two years of our marriage were hell oh yeah oh my goodness <laughs> yes we we would fight uh, like crazy, uh, I mean, we we would fight to the pos- to the point of exhaustion. She she would get so frustrated that she would throw things at me, <laughs> and yes. and 
it was it was extremely complicated and yeah. and you know committing our lives to to Jesus and you know reading the bible and and you know just that whole work of the holy spirit in you changing you it reflects on your marriage yes. absolutely did you guys ever feel like giving up when you were having big fights and difficulties well she <laughs> i am I'm, i'm usually the one saying i'm leaving or we're getting a divorce or or this and that and i've said it so much in our life that now she makes fun of me so now <laughs> so now we're fighting and she's like oh yeah now you're going to say that <laughs> so so I'm, she has only expressed that she wants a divorce once in her life and that's what that was at that point uh of two years yeah in the first and years. she was she was really serious about it yeah I, i think that it was only by the grace of god that that she decided to stay and uh so i'm 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 like a i'm a, i'm like a dog i'm all bark but oh. <laughs> <laughs> i i think i'm i've only been serious about you know telling her hey i'm 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 almost out um when when we were dealing with um some issues that that uh that it's been part of her life for for many years and um that that was the only time that i was really serious but not saying hey i want a divorce right now but saying hey if you don't deal with this seriously yeah th- this is going to be the end of this relationship and i received it like that i knew uh, okay. if i didn't work in that when was this That was like uh we got here like on 2015 I think 2013 mm. it was not too long ago. Yeah. 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 No it's not. Yeah. So it must have been some serious things that you guys worked through then. Yeah, it was and it was I have been suffering from eating disorders for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And Juan has been dealing with all that and just with you know with me. Yeah. And I was like the same thing that I was saying about him if you know the him the things that he brings with his family or whatever. Yeah. In my case it was just like that and he always was with me. And I mean he he God has been using him amazingly. He has been supporting me and helping me, but I knew at that time that he was really tired and exhausted. The kids were growing and yeah, so it was very hard. So yeah. I'd say, okay, yeah, I need a, I need it, I need to ask for help. I really need it, and I receive it like that. I knew if I didn't make it, so I said, okay, I'm going to make it. I just took the decision. I call help, I ask for help, and I start to go to my appointments for my recovery by myself because I wanted. Okay. Yeah. So was it like a wake up call or? Yes, for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, yes. So were you not dealing with it? No, I, yeah, I wasn't dealing with that. I, okay. you know, I went to different counseling and people, and they say one day, uh, you know, you have anorexia organ. I was like, okay, okay, that's fine. And probably sometimes I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I really haven't. But when you have that kind of disease or addictions or those things, you don't really see that you are bad as you are. Yeah, exactly, and it's important to have. You know, sometimes it can be hard to hear from your husband or wife 
about personal things. Yeah. And I think it's very important in a relationship to take that in. I know probably more difficult for men than women when it comes to pride. And uh, I know I dealt with that. You know, my my ex-wife would tell me things and I didn't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. And... uh, it's, uh, I, I think I, maybe it's not. Maybe maybe it's the same for women as well. But uh, you you seem to have understood the concern. Was that more like a concern? No, it was. It was. I, I was getting to the. Well, it's. It, it was. I think now that you know you you have more years and you learn and. The, there was a dynamic in our early years of marriage or maybe the first half that it was almost like a perfect match because she had a problem and I like to fix problems. <laughs> so a lot of men lo- likes to fix problems. Yeah. So, so it was kind of, I'll, I'll fix her. Yeah. Right. And but women doesn't always like to be fixed. And <laughs> probably, yeah. no. And the thing is that she, she, she was not getting well, yeah. but she knew that she she would do enough to make me feel that I was helping her, but I was not helping her, and she was not interested in getting well. Yeah. And and that that is a problem that brings a lot of difficult situations, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of insecurity, and there's a lot of anxiety, and there's a lot of... Um, you know, mood changes and and it's and it's complicated. So yeah. at some point God started working on me and he he started showing me, hey, you're you're not gonna fix her. That's not something you're going to do. Right? Yeah. So I so I stopped being you know superhero counselor. Uh, yeah. right? Yeah. So when I when I when I took that step and it was not a project anymore, then I started realizing, hey, this really bothers me. It really does. You know, what she does, her behaviors, those are things that really bother me and hurt me. Yeah. So that that's when I told her. And, and I think that because I had gone through that process, that's why the message came across so clear. It was not a scheme. It was not, you know, me trying to manipulate her. Yeah. No, it was me being honest and saying, hey, uh, I'm almost drained. I'm almost out. So either this changes or I don't think I can, I can keep doing this. Yeah. So I remember when uh, I interviewed you before, you said that a lot of times if you go into an argument, you guys can argue up until early morning, but you guys solve it uh, and you don't, let things go on for days and months and weeks and and years. Is that yeah. true? And how, how how do you deal with that? Yeah, like, that's uh, true. We can just if we haven't if we have start speaking at I don't know ten, we can be at four a.m. and we'll be still still speaking and trying to give the solution. It's something that is like that. Yeah. I mean, it's like I want to say this is funny, but it's going to be like the law in okay. our marriage. Okay, yeah. here we are going to speak. We are not going bed and then the next day, like, probably forget about it. I don't think about that. We just need to give a solution right away. Okay. And how do you do that? Well, it, I think it helps that I'm really vocal. So I, I, I cannot hold 
hold water. I mean, if I if I feel something, I say it. Olga, right now is uh, <laughs> yeah, like, is going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, but and and I and 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 I think it. But but that also presents the opportunity in the conversation to also kind of show the other side of the coin because we right we we have like if if you hear until this point you would say oh you know this guy was you know uh faithful to his wife with all these problems but in the in the last couple of years of my life i have realized that she has been also or mainly the hero of this relationship yeah right because if if god had not made her the way she is this marriage is non-existent because i because of what i just said i i i speak if i feel something i speak okay and with no filters and with no mercy <laughs> okay and i just say things and and it can be really hurtful so so the problem with us is not to get to talk about what's going on because I always initiate that. Okay. Right? But I I usually initiate it with with hurricane forces. Passion? Yeah, and yes. South American uh, passion and, and and aggressiveness. It's oh, yeah? It, yeah. So But is that good or No, it's bad. It's bad. really bad. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. really bad. So, you know, I think our marriage we're, we're about to um married for 25 years next March. And and I have to say that it's because of her resilience and her mercy towards wow. me. So it's it's good that we deal with things, yeah. but my main challenge is today to learn to say things without being hurtful. Okay. So what do you say? You you're the hero of the the relationship. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are uh he's right when he said that he's very um when he speaks it it can be, you know, you can be broken in a minute oh, yeah. or a second when yeah. he said something. But I have never seen that. So wow. Yeah, and probably you won't, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but he if something is bothering him yeah. he's going to let you know okay. for sure for sure yeah i'm probably known the best way or when the when he's about friends probably it's the, it's a good way but when he's with the loved ones with the loved ones he's just going to tell you without filters exactly like he said yeah exactly and it's hard to to deal with that because at the beginning of our marriage when we start uh, having discussions or any different points of view i was all the time just crying and crying yeah. he would just start up he would start talking and i would start just crying right away <laughs> you know <laughs> and forever and i was oh. it was and i know it was like you are and then you and then i was just thinking about that I was crying because of this, of this, of this. Yeah, because he spoke very hard to me. He said these and these and these. I mean, I was thinking, I'm just a crier, lady crazy, or I'm just <laughs> crying because of re- reason, you know. And take times to under take time to understand that. That's the way that he speaks. Why? For sure, he has a reason that come 
from he when he was a child or something like that. I mean, he's not, he's not like that because he wanted to. Or, okay, I'm going to hurt Olga Lou right now. I'm going to make it bad for her and she's going to cry. For <laughs> sure not. I know that is something that comes inside of him, for sure. Yeah. So when, when uh, you guys have this uh, difficult discussion, how do you deal with that? If Juan is very verbal... How do you deal it, and how do you guys work it out? If he's just very angry or he he he's very vocal, how do you work it out? Are you just passive, or how how does that work? I never gave up. I never, yeah. I was just he was talking, and then I was waiting, and then let's speak again. And but I just probably a couple of times I say, okay, I'm not going to speak anymore, and I'm just going the way by. <laughs> That's not me. Okay, uh, in my family, uh, in my family, if you have a problem with your husband, you need to fix it in your house with your husband. Okay, that's good. And I never say like, okay, I'm going to leave. No, no. he is my husband. This is my house. I'm going to stay. Yeah. So you're committed no matter what. Yes. Uh, yes. It's a commitment. Yes, for sure. Uh. Yes. It is. But do you feel bad the day after or a week after uh, because you had a fallout one day? Or did you actually solve each other's, whatever you guys are arguing about and forgave each other? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, and that's always the goal. And and usually what happens is that after that initial kind of force, then then we can get to arguments. And... And and then, you know, she understands what I'm trying to say or I understand what she's trying to say and then we we get to uh compromises or I don't know, commitments or yeah. I And uh, sometimes like you are getting commitments but you are getting like in the same commitments that and you're sometimes not thinking like, Okay, we had this conversation, I don't know, ten years ago and it's the same. But you see that you are getting we are getting better, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's like months that you are dealing with the same thing. Let's say one time, when, during one season in our life, it was like a, about the food, you are eating this or eating this or eating that. Let's, like, like, let's take it that way. And then probably we switch the challenge, let's say the yeah. challenge. So then you saw the thing or the thing or the thing. So it's like if you are, like if you are walking to a mountain, so, okay, that's good. Then okay, let's go. You know, like yeah. that is a process. It's not just from one thing to other real quick. That's funny because you 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 brought up uh, mountain because mm -hmm. the, this podcast is called the Rocking Life Podcast, okay. and uh, I started rock climbing with my kids the beginning of the year. My oldest son introduced us to. He started uh, last year, and uh, then we all started. You know, I have four kids. And we all started rock climbing. And you see, uh, there's so many similarities to relationships and, uh, you know, life mm -hmm. with rock climbing. I don't know if you guys have ever been rock climbing, but this is indoor rock climbing. And uh, as you climb, maybe you make it halfway up and then you fall down uh, and uh, you have to restart. And there are a lot of other people uh, on the ground watching you and they're resting and you have some other people that are very advanced and maybe I'm a beginner and then I can ask somebody that's already done the climb mm -hmm. okay how do you do this you know how do you get around this difficult passage 
the start might, maybe it's very easy, but then you have this really d- difficult part mm-hmm. and you can't get past it. And it's like climbing up a very big mountain. Uh, you know, you, you can have easy paths and then you have very difficult parts. And when you go rock climbing on a real mountain, you're going to have a guide if you're, if you're inexperienced. And uh, I think it's the same thing with life. I think a lot of people in, in, uh, in marriages or in any situation, they don't ask for help. And uh, w- what the rock climbing community is all about is helping each other. It's such an amazing community because you have these advanced guys and they, they help these beginners and say, you know, if you take this grip and do this grip, it's much easier than doing what you're doing. And then they get past this difficult part. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think that's a good analogy for life. You mm-hmm. know, if, if it's a marriage where you yes. have difficulties, may, maybe you, have you guys ever, ever asked for help? As a couple, yeah. Mm, uh, no, no, no. Really we we couple. have we have had help individually, yeah, but never as a couple. And and we have discussed about it, especially when like she says, I call it seasons, right? So like, there's the season that we're having issues about this, and it's constant issues about that. So you always get to a point where. What are we going to do about this? We we probably need help. Yeah. But I feel that we have been able to to get through mm-hmm. those seasons by the commitment of not letting the sun go. What, how do you say it in English? Don't let the sun. Don't let the sun go down. Don't let the sun go down over but, your but, anger. But, but I know that Juan asks for help because he has a problem with his door right now, and he called the locksmith. So whenever there's problems, I think it's a good idea to call somebody. Yeah. If yeah. you if yeah. you're not uh, capable to to do it yourself. Yes. And yes. I think it's a lot of people that that are stuck. For example, if you go through divorce and you you don't if you're sitting at home being lonely. And you don't have, you know, maybe you're depressed, maybe you're just uh, not in a very happy place. I think one of the keys is actually reaching out. That's what I got as a recommendation from my counselor when I was going through a divorce because I was so lonely in the first, uh, you know, year, year and a half. And uh, I asked my, my counselor, you know, or I told her that I was very lonely. And she said, you know, reach out to a few friends that you trust and start sharing about what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of the best advices I've gotten, to reach out either good friends or a counselor or a coach and uh, really get some people, for example, when it comes to the rock climbing analogy, get some people that already done the the walk Mm -hmm. and uh, can help you along and be your cheerleader. Mm. And um, I think that's a very, very important part. Inside the marriage as well, because I, like right now, I'm, I'm experiencing something that, I really like, and it, and it's part of my journey, right? That it's connected with, you know, feeling, you know, her superhero and trying to fix her and 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 being superhero at my work and, and all that stuff, right? So I am now in a phase of my life where I think I'm, I'm hanging my cape, right? I'm not being superhero anymore. Yeah. And... And and one of the things that I'm experiencing right now is her care. Because I've been I've been dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety and stuff like that. And 
and she has been my support and my care in this moment and it yeah. means a lot right yeah it i can see that you because, know because because i i think us men were used to being you know the fixers in the house you know the leaders and the superheroes and stuff like that and and sometimes we don't get to experience the you know the care and the love of our wives right yeah. because we're protecting all the time right because i see that whenever olga comes up and you and i are playing tennis for example we played tennis a few a few days ago and then olga comes up and gives you a kiss on the cheek and it's like yeah it's a very loving uh relationship every time i see you guys yeah but but more than that i mean like um so i'm i i've been having difficulties to sleep right ah. so i'm having uh counseling right now and so a lot of tips right but the thing that helps me a lot is that she reads to me okay her voice yeah so i go to bed and and then she starts reading out loud and it really calms me down wow. so so i think that because you you were talking about forgiveness and problems and and, and all that stuff right uh, and that happens but but i think it's 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 easier to deal with problems when you when you receive right yeah and and i think as a man sometimes you're not open to receiving from from your wife yeah right and that, and i and and i i felt this like at that moment when i told her because you feel tired of giving 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 and not receiving but sometimes you're not receiving not she because they don't want to give it's just that you're not open to receiving because you are so self-sufficient yeah so I, so i think it's important to not be superhero self-sufficient and be vulnerable and in and in that stage you you really experience that care you really experience that and that's enriching i think Have you always been vulnerable and open in the relationship? I think guys have a harder time to share and being, uh, you know, transparent and and vulnerable than than women. I don't know. I think I have been open. I don't know if I have been vulnerable. vulnerable. I should probably ask Olga. Yeah. Yeah, he's always open. Yeah. Always. He's the one that speak and yeah. Yeah vulnerable i don't think so at least that's something that i you know see uh. now pr- probably now i can see more that vulnerability yeah. we are just yeah but no before okay and when he spoke before about like he said i'm not going to be the superhero anymore i'm not going to fix her finally uh. that was um i think that's like a game when you have a problem in your life or any issue that you haven't solved. Yeah. Because he was trying to fix me and I was like, okay, he's going to fix me for sure. He's going to, he's going to. And then it doesn't work like that. Yeah. So it's like a game. He's trying. Okay, that's fine. He's trying. Okay, I'm going to allow me to fix it. Blah, 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 blah. But he's not. He's not. He's not that way. Yeah. So, so how, did, how did it feel to be 
try to be fixed all the time. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was yeah. so frustrating. Talk about it. But when you, I mean, I think we are not going to be, we are going to be fixed forever like a perfect. No, no we are not for sure. No. Because my ex-wife would say the same thing. I'm always trying to fix her. And uh, she felt controlled. Mm-hmm. But when you realize that you really have a lot of things that you need to fix in your life. Exactly. I should, so, I, I should fix myself. Yeah. <laughs> but I was talking, and I was talking about me. Yeah. You know? I never, like, at the other side, let's say, for me, Juan is very smart, so brilliant, you know, like, and for a long time was just like that. Still is, you know, he's yeah. like a model for me. Yeah. Sometimes I just joke in and I say, when I'm going to be in a grown up, I want to be like him. <laughs> So it looks like it looks like he doesn't have like you know dealing with me like things that I deal with. I don't know with my concentration or those things. So um, is yeah, it's frustrating. Like sometimes you need to fix something. Yeah, Yeah. and and that's true in my life. Uh, Was it positive when he stopped trying to fix you? He was the first person in my life that really showed me. I want, I don't want to say my problems, but oh, I'm going to say my problems. Yeah, yeah. Like he said, like okay, you have these problems. These come because of these, or you are having this behavior because of that. I mean, when we have discussions, and after the fighting, we'll say we could just get together. He started like being a psychologist for sure, okay. and we start having like therapy. Yeah. So he started to explain. You need to make these because this is come because of that, because of your mom, or because these lily. So he was very. I was feeling in the moment that was helpful. Yeah. But he's my husband. Yeah. He loves me. And he needs to see me every single day, every single morning. When I go to see my counseling, he just, she just see me like one time. Now, yeah. one time every three <laughs> months, you know? Yeah. So I think that needs to be very overwhelming oh, yeah. for him because he's trying to help me. And at the beginning, I'm like doing good. But then... I'm not doing really good. That's not true. So I think there is when you need, okay, I need a help. I really need a help. It's better because to have a counselor outside of the house. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is that I'm, I'm a trained counselor. Yeah. Right? So I think there were positives because I, I was not trying to control her. Yeah. yeah. Right? I, I was trying to really Fix her. Counsel, yeah. counsel her. Right? Yeah. And, and yes, we would have discussions that were more therapy than, you know, a marriage discussion. But now afterwards, would you recommend that? Or is it better to have somebody outside? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer for that because I think, I think that you as a man are called to be a leader and a priest in your house, right? And, And I think part of the priesthood is that you have to, you have to speak the truth about, things that you see, right? And and if you have the knowledge and the training. So I think there were positives about that for sure. Yeah. Right? But I think that it can go past a healthy point, right? But was it like is it more relaxed now when when uh, one is not trying to like teach your Well, is it like a, a because because now I'm 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 being 
intentional of not doing it. Like when yeah. we're having discussions and I'm getting into my psychologist mode, fixing mode. I, I stop myself and <laughs> yeah. I say, okay, now I'm, I'm starting counseling now. So I'm going to stop now. I'm not going to say anymore. And sometimes she says, no, 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 please. Yeah. And she's interested really. And, and I say, well, okay, let, let's, let's talk about that. But tell me when to stop. Yeah. Right. I think that it's healthy. I think that when we were young, it was really, really important because we didn't have the resources of, you know, having therapy yeah. every month or every three months or stuff like that. So, you know, it was, it was kind of a home remedy. Yeah. Right. But like every home remedy, it can go so far. And it's really difficult to understand when is not effective anymore because because then it becomes that game that she's saying like he's going to fix me and I'm going to let him <laughs> and but not really yeah. right I'm just going to pretend <laughs> exactly. that he's fixing me yeah. right yeah. so he's happy and he's not bugging <laughs> me right so uh, but then all of guys course smiling big yeah, time <laughs> but then you you're not an idiot so you know that that game is is playing And so I think the next stage is is also really healthy where you say, well, I'm not going to fix you, so you deal with it. Yeah. And so it's like, oh. So I I'm think not- it's very healthy when you can start realizing that you have problems as well, like where you can start uh, you know, dealing with your own things. And uh, I think that one person can fix a relationship by dealing with your own issues because then you become an example So, yeah, yeah, exactly, and and also that's that's a good point. Like when you stop trying to fix the other, then you start looking at yourself. Yeah, right, and then you realize, whoa, okay, so um, you know, um, I have to fix stuff as well. So yeah. because we're all flawed, we all ha- have our quirks. We so, do, yeah, and uh, we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, yeah, but. It's a it's a combination of again going back to the canvas, I guess. Uh, you know, everybody throws in their strengths. Yeah. Right. So I think that my my personality and being a fixer and all that stuff it was helpful for a while. Yeah. Right. And then you needed to change, and it changed. I, I think you don't you don't have to get stuck you know, with the same patterns. I, I that's that's one of the aspects of Christianity that I that I I really love, right? That that you have to renew your understanding, right? Yeah. You know, Christianity it's it's not I, I don't know why, you know, Christianity is so often equated to tradition, right? I, I don't I don't think there's there are few things that are less revolutionary than the Holy Spirit. Right, yeah. the Holy Spirit is always tearing down. Yeah. It's always changing things. I don't think there's one right approach in 25 years of marriage. No, and it's all fluid. But it's, it's like you're saying with the canvas, you're you're painting that canvas together. You're not separate. You know, you're working on that can- canvas together. Yeah, and, and and another question: staying connected, and uh, you know, when you have, uh, I know that you seem to be 
staying connected all the time. But how do you stay connected with your kids? We are we speak all the time. I mean, we hear. Yeah. Like we, if we see that one of the kids are coming and they are looking different or something. How, say, how old are your kids? Isabella, she's fourteen. Yeah. And my son is nineteen. He's okay, so t- teenagers. Teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. More than Isabella, Juan, I think he's already like you know, like yeah. an adult now, okay. young adult. So sometimes yeah. it can be a little struggles there in the teens. Of course. Oh, uh-huh. yes, 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 for sure. And we, in that part in our lives, are think we are very, we know which ones are our good, uh, how do you say, their advantage in our way to be. Let's say, I'm more calming. Yeah. So I'm just like more, we'll say nice yeah. when I'm going to speak with the kids, you know, yeah. in, a good, in a good way. Okay, look at these. You are doing these, and probably this is right. What's going on with this? Blah, blah. Probably when daddy comes, it's going to be more. This is serious. Some not that I'm not serious. I'm yeah. serious too. But yeah. we clearly are different. Yeah. So he's more strong. I'll say that. That's yeah. the word. Strong when he speaks the way that it is. So we now in this uh, in our lives right now we we play very good. In in our uh, how do you say efforts? No, yeah. So we uh, just teamwork. Yeah. yeah. So he when we know when he needs to interview or okay. why you don't go and ask or maybe I think you need to say this or blah 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 like that. But we are all the time, and when we have a problem, if one of our members have a problem, and when I say members, we have our problems as a couple, so they don't need to be in all the problems with yeah. us. At least that they see something or they ask. Yeah. And we are going to be honest and we are going to see this is what's happening. Mommy is having this or daddy is having this. Yeah. So you guys talk about things. You don't like, like when I grew up, uh, I grew up, you know, in a family where, you know, my dad would never talk about feelings. Okay. He grew up and I know where he got it. He got it from his dad because he grew up as a logger. He was almost never home. And uh, so I've had to deal with that in the last, you know, ever since the divorce and, you know, even prior to that, but mm-hmm. to, to be able to have feelings and, you know, talking about feelings. Yeah, we d- uh, and we do. So when any of them, they have any problem or something, we try to, to or to uh, not fix it, but try to speak about them, um, uh, Juan and Isabella, and we try. But if we need to, like, we need to, get together for something because any of us is including the situation or we can support. We are just going to speak for of us. Okay. We need to, we need to speak about this. This is the situation that's going on. And we are always, always speaking, talking yeah. with them. So how do you talk to, uh, to stay connected with a teenager? For example, if you have a, a single dad, single mom, and they have a hard time, with their teenagers is so common and really connect with them. Do you have any uh, tips? I think I'm going to say this. I remember when I was a teenager, I was so mean and rude and I didn't like myself. I didn't love myself at all. So when I'm going to approach my teenagers, I just remember that in myself. So I, before I go, I have mercy because I was just right there. Yeah. That's the thing that I always think. Yeah. Always. Or let's say if they are like, sometimes they are very mean and or they don't want to speak or they are just like, I just always remember that sometimes I am like that with God. Yeah. I have two teenagers 
myself. <laughs> Two girls. <laughs> so, yeah, when I, that's the thing when, yeah, I try to, to have mercy and remember my times. To me, I use something that we even joke, but our son is very much like her. Okay. And our daughter is very much like me. Yeah. So I kind of use that because I, I know her and I've been dealing with her for you know twenty <laughs> eight years now. Yeah. Right. And, and and she knows me and I know me and she knows her. So I think that we apply that knowledge of ourselves to how to handle them. Yeah. Right? Because the main challenge with her and our son is that they don't speak. Okay. That's the same thing for me. So you, you have to confront them and you have to okay. encourage them. How do you confront somebody like me or Olga or your son? How do you get them to talk without them being offended? And and it's it's one of those dynamics that I, I guess it's it's almost like a, a sitcom, right? A sitcom show, but it's like, hey, what's going on? Nothing? <laughs> Something's going on. Why? And it's like, well, you know, I know you, right? Uh -huh. Something's going on. I didn't wake up this morning, you know, <laughs> thinking, well, I'm going to... He said exactly like that. I'm yeah. not, I'm, I'm going like to bug her, right? Uh -huh. I, I, you know, I... I so you're like a detective? I can perceive that that's something going on, yeah. right? And, and it takes a while. Okay. Sometimes she's getting better and he's working on it, <laughs> right? But it usually takes days, even weeks, right? But you stay on it. Okay, you persevere. You stay, you stay on it. Uh. And sometimes that creates friction, right? Okay. Because you have to say, hey. So if your son is not talking, then you, you keep going. And you know, sometimes it's like, he's, what's going on? And you're like, okay, what's going on? Hold on, let me, let me think about it. Let's see what's going on. You know, because you don't, you don't see it real, real quick. I mean, you don't, you don't see it in the minute that he said that. Yeah. But he, he knows us very well, very well. Yeah. And sometimes when it's nothing, we need to say no, it's nothing. I don't know. I'm not happy today, or I have a, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when he said that, we just tried to check what is it, what is it, what is it. Yeah, and and sometimes. With our son, I engage her. Okay. And I say, hey, something's going on. So then you work as a team. Yeah. yeah. And, and so she, sure. like she says, she has very good communication with them. Yeah. And, and we have very good communication between us. And they know that there's no secret between yeah. us. So they know that if, if, if they talk to her, it's like talking to me. Yeah. But, but sometimes they feel more comfortable. And with Isabella... You know, the, the blessing with her is that she's really open. She's like me. She's, <laughs> she's, she's very vocal. She's very Completely. vocal. Uh, yeah. So she would, uh, she would say what she thinks, what she feels. Is it easier to, to uh, you know, work out uh, and connect with somebody that's vocal of your kids? I, yeah, I, pr I prefer that. I feel more comfortable with that. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, I... It needs more work and... Uh, 
it, it can be challenging. Really get to know, because can. I know you, you initially started playing tennis with your son. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can be like with Isabella, sometimes she she's like me where she says she says things and you're like, whoa, right? <laughs> you're yeah. talking to your dad or yeah. you're talking to your mom. You know, watch yeah. out, yeah. right? Exactly. But she, and it's like me. I don't mean wrong. It's just like we're, We're it's just no filter in there. Yeah, it's like we're we're how do you say that? We're clumsy with our words. Yeah. Right? We don't mean to hurt or to yeah. bother. It's just that we just say things, right? Yeah. So sometimes it's challenging and sometimes it can be challenging because it's it's one thing and the other thing and, and you're dealing with this and that. But I rather do that because our son it's like a vault, right? Yeah. And sometimes you perceive there's something going on in there, but it's like you cannot find the right combination to open the door. Yeah. Right? And you would like to you would like to help, you would like to see, but he's guarded. And I I struggle with that. I don't know how to deal with that. So but I guess you make yourself available, right? And you're always asking, Hey, how are you? How are you? Yeah. How are you feeling? That's good. You good? You good? You good? You good? Until one day he says something, and you're like, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I try to uh, send him like text messages during the day. Yeah. Like, hey, how's going on? Well, sometimes he answers, sometimes he doesn't. Or if I see him like sad for something that I know, I ask, hey, how's it going? I'm good. And then I ask again. And now, really, how are you doing? You know? Yeah. I try to. Be connected with them the way that they are with their friends too. Yeah. Not just like, okay, I know that we speak a lot, you know, with the kids. But I sometimes just, you know, messages or something like that. Or I'm just praying for you today or something. Those yeah. little things. Oh, that's awesome. That's really good. The good thing, the good thing about Juan is that he, he doesn't have poker face. Okay. Oof, yeah. So if he's, if there's something going <laughs> you on. You can see if it's yeah. something going on. Yeah, you he might not talk about it, but you uh, know something's going uh, on. Yeah. But then you're good at reading him. Yeah, that's that's not difficult. I mean uh, he's he's really his facial expressions, he's uh, we have a game here at home that is chameleon, that's the name? Chameleon. Chameleon. Yeah. Is a ta- is a how to say table, table game. Table game. Uh, and he's so good. So okay. in that game, I think it would be very good for us, right, to play it. Yeah, because it's it's a game where you have to pretend that you know what you're talking about, but you don't know. Yeah, right. But Juan is so bad at he has no poker face, <laughs> <laughs> so, right? So he we, he doesn't know he's pretending, yeah. and you can tell in his face like he's not. Yeah. So to round this off, I just want to ask if you have any uh, like a message of hope to to uh, the people that are listening right now. I have, uh, and I was thinking, I have three friends that are already divorced that I still have a good relationship with them, and um, they are in different seasons in their lives. But for the one that get recently just divorced last week with all the papers and all that stuff, and I'm just all the time. Let her know that she is a good person. I think after a divorce, probably you think like, oh my gosh, I'm a total disaster. I couldn't yeah. have a marriage. I couldn't hold this guy with me. I couldn't make him happy or whatever, you know. 
or you are just uh, putting all the guilty on you. But I think um, it's so sad that you get divorced, but God's mercy is so wonderful. So if you don't have God in your life, that would be a great moment to have God in your life. And before dating or anything, just wait and give it time to you. And I say again, if you want to, you yeah. know, get uh, know Jesus, yeah. that will be that will be great. If you already know Jesus, you know that Jesus and God already forgave your sins and all the things that happened, and His mercies are new every day. Yeah. So I think that's a good thing for people that is just walking through a divorce. So that's the thing that I tell my friend. Okay, we are just going to, this is a new season for your life. You are going to start over. And when you say you start over, it's not, okay, I'm going to find a guy to get married. No, wait a minute. No, it's not, nothing to be, right. I mean, it doesn't need to be right away. No. Just take the time. Just see yourself. Just take time for you. I don't know, read a book. No. Just be by yourself. Listen to yourself. I don't know. I mean, when you, you are married, you have a lot of things that sometimes, like sometimes I'm here by myself, if I'm here or something, or once, like now that I was taking a nap. That's great that you have some spaces for you. Yeah. So if it didn't work in that time, just, just keep the life and don't think like, oh my gosh, this is all the thing that I did wrong. I'm terrible. We are all dealing with different things and we are all the time losing things and having others. So it's just like that, probably I will say. Just God is good every new day. And just don't be afraid because he's just right there. Yeah, that's very good. Awesome. Thank nothing, you so much. Nothing to add. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, <laughs> Olga and uh, Juan. This was a very, very good podcast. And uh, I hope you guys will come back yeah, sometime. And we'll talk more. It's very is, therapeutic also, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It was very good. <laughs> good. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank so you. we'll round off here. And uh, I, as usual, every Monday we, we will send a new episode. And uh, looking forward to seeing you soon. <laughs>